Hi, I'm Dominic Insinius, leader of The Heart. I want to welcome you to The Heart Podcast. Thank you for letting us be a small part in your journey of faith. I hope this message today encourages you and strengthens you. Big things can happen when we expect God to move, so I pray today that God would speak to you through this message. I, uh, I'm excited for today, y'all, because we are in the middle of a message series called Storytime. And what we have done for the past couple of weeks, uh, if you haven't been here, you can always catch up uh, on the podcast as well or on YouTube if that's your jam. Uh, We've been exploring the idea of stories, why stories matter, what stories do for us. And in particular, we're, we're looking at five stories in this series where Jesus spoke and taught with stories. Maybe you've heard them as parables, but a parable is simply a story. And Jesus would teach in this form. He would, he would talk uh, uh, to the religious leaders of the time, to his disciples, to the people that were just around. He would teach and talk to them in parables and stories. And it, it, it's been fun and interesting to look at it because what's cool about stories is that always, uh, maybe not always changes, but it can change as you change. Right? We, the, the first week we looked at the story of uh, the prodigal son, right? The son who left for a long time and uh, he wanted half of his inheritance or wanted his inheritance. His dad gave it to him. He left, spent it all, and then came back. And his dad was so happy to, to see him. And when I first read that story, when I was a, when I was a young man, way in my, uh, in my early 20s, just a couple years ago, obviously, when I, was, when I read that story, I related to the young man who wanted to go have fun and live his life. Then I became a dad, and now I can relate to the dad in the story. You see, so the story changes. And then later on, it wasn't until maybe five or six years ago, I was like, well, what about that other brother? Sometimes I relate to that other brother, the one who stayed and did what he was supposed to do, the one who stayed around and hung around family. I, I connected to that brother because uh, when, my, when my younger brother, my real younger brother, not a story, a parable, um, when my younger brother, he went to school, he went to college in New York, and everyone was so excited for him. I was like, well, I'm also going to college. And then he came back from New York, and everybody was so excited. I was like, well, I have also been here, in case anyone was wondering. I am so drama like that. That's, that's very true. And so I had to work that out in counseling, you know. And so depending on where you are in your life, these stories can mean different things to you. That's the power of a story. And it's not just Bible stories. It's not just parables. That's, you know, has anybody ever read a book more than once? The same book more than one time. Yeah, me too. Why would we do that? Because we're weird, probably. But the story, there's something about that story. You watched a movie more than once. Why? Because you like the story. That story means something to you. So today, what I want to do is look at a particular story, and um, I'm actually going to read you the whole parable, the whole story, and then we'll dig into it a little bit, uh, a little bit later. So this is uh, going to be in Matthew 25, verses 14 through 30. I'm going to be reading out of the Message Bible, but when you, uh, and I encourage you, whenever we go over here, don't take my word for it. You know what I mean? You can go read uh, the Bible. You can go uh, find the stories that we're going over, read some commentary, dig into it a little bit. You don't have to be a Bible scholar. I know sometimes the Bible can be overwhelming. It's a lot to take in. It's a lot of information. So uh, I'm going to be reading out of the Message Bible, but when you look it up, you might have a different translation. That's okay. That's a good thing. Okay, so I'm going to read here. It just popped up, said, do you love the Bible app? And I had to say no because I needed to get past. So I'm just, just confessing that to you guys. 
I do love it, if you're listening. Um, this is uh, referred to as a story about investment. Here we go. I'm just going to read it to you, so just, just listen to it like I'm telling you a story, okay? That's exactly what's happening. It's also like a man going off on an extended trip. Jesus is talking about, he, he's telling people, what is the kingdom of heaven like? This is what he's doing. He said, it's also like a man going off on an extended trip. He called his servants together and delegated responsibilities. To one he gave $5,000, to another $2,000, and to a third $1,000, depending on their abilities. Then he left. Right off, the first servant went to work and doubled his master's investment. The second one did the same, but the man with a single thousand dug a hole and carefully buried his master's money. After a long absence, the master of those three servants came back and settled up with them. The one given $5,000 showed him that he had doubled his investment. His master commended him, good work, you did your job well. From now on, be my partner. The servant with the 2,000 showed that he had also doubled his master's investment. His master commended him, good work, you did your job well. From now on, be my partner. The servant given the 1,000 said, Master, I know you have high standards and hate careless ways, that you demand the best and make no allowances for error. I was afraid I might disappoint you, so I found a good hiding place and secured your money. Here it is, safe and sound down to the last cent. Master was furious. That's a terrible way to live. It's criminal to live cautiously like that. If you knew I was after the best, then why did you do less than the least? Ouch. That's not in here. The least you could have done would have been to invest the sum with the bankers where at least I would have gotten a little interest. Take the thousand I gave you and give it to the one who risked the most and get rid of this play it safe who won't go out on a limb. Throw him into outer darkness. Well, it got pretty dark there at the end, but. We have a, we have a story of three people. Three people who were given something, who were gifted something. And there was a few that risked something. You have to risk it. You have to risk the investment, right? And that's how they were able to double the money and bring it back. I want to I, I ask you, I want you to be thinking about for the next 20 minutes or so that we're together, I want you to be thinking about what have you been gifted? What have you been gifted in your life, in your relationships, in your faith? Have you, ever, have you ever stopped to consider what you have been gifted? I, I, I think, I, I can only speak for myself for sure, but I, I wonder if maybe you're like me and that it's hard to see what you are gifted at. It's hard to see what you, what, what you have to offer to the world and to, the, to your friends around you. A lot, of times, a lot of times it's difficult to see what we might be gifted at because... It comes natural to us. I know people who are incredibly smart, but they would never claim to be smart. They're just naturally smart. They think this is how everyone is. When I was young, people would, people would tell me that I was a friendly person, that I was good at talking to people, I was a, that I was a people person. And I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't believe that for a long time. I enjoyed talking to people, but I didn't think I was any good at it. I enjoyed being around people, but that didn't mean it was a gift. Doesn't everybody like being around people? See what I mean? Doesn't everybody like people? And the introverts in the room are like, no, not at all. I don't even know why I'm here. <laughs> don't you stream this online? I should have been doing that instead. In the comfort of my own home. And when I was very, very young, I remember my parents telling me that I should do something in sales. I should, you should go into sales. And I, that just terrified me. I, I, I thought, I'm not good at talking to people. 
I don't want to, to me, sales was, I, I don't want to trick people into buying something they don't want, as if that's what sales is. So I, sales became this, like, you know, this used car, you know, you've seen movies. I don't want to be, like, tricking people into stuff, and so I just stayed away from things like that. And I wonder for you, I mean, have you, have you ever let something that you have or maybe something that you don't have in your life keep you from what could be? Have you ever let what you, what you can't see as a gift or what you can't see as a part of you keep you from doing something? Has it stopped you from being brave? Have you been afraid to try something? Afraid to do something? I wonder how long, how many times, how many times in your life fear has kept you from calling that person, from applying for that job. I wonder how many times fear has kept you from starting that business, from saying how you really feel to someone. See, it's not just a, a, it's not just a fear of not being able to get something, especially when we're looking at this story. We, 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 see, we see someone who is not only afraid of what the boss is going to say, not only afraid of what's going to happen, they're afraid to lose it, and they're afraid to risk it. They were afraid to lose what they were given, so they didn't use it at all. I wonder how many times fear has kept you from using what you have even a little bit because you don't want to risk anything. You don't want to risk telling someone what you really think. You don't want to, you don't want to risk rejection. You don't want to, you don't want to risk being fired. You don't want to, you don't want to risk something big in your life. And so you let fear keep you back. I do it all the time. I let fear stop me from doing things that I might be good at, but I, I'll never know because I let fear stop me. I let fear keep me from doing things that I love. And I don't know why I let fear stop me. I wonder if I'm like this servant who was given a gift, and I'm too afraid to use the gift, because what if it doesn't work? What if people think I'm silly? I'm too drama for people to think I'm silly. I don't want anybody thinking I'm silly. So I'm not going to risk it. I'm not going to risk being my, my true self all the time because I'm afraid that people would reject the true me. So if I give them Dom's representative, you know, he's put together, He's got cool glasses. If I, if I introduce people to Dom's representative and they reject that, well, no big deal. That wasn't all of the real me anyway. Maybe that's something you do. Maybe not. I don't mean to put my issues on you. I mean, that's what I do every Sunday for about 30 minutes. But I wonder for you, what is it? Where have you let fear keep you from being brave? Where have you let fear keep you from taking that step, that step in your faith, that step in a relationship, that step at work? I want to go back to the scripture here that we were reading. Real quick at the beginning, I loved, I loved what it says about what the master does to the three servants. I'm going to read you this line real quick. He was giving 5,000, 2,000 and a thousand. And it says, depending on their abilities. Depending on their abilities. 
The master in this story is meant to represent God. God is not, I love the idea that God is not going to give you something you are not able to do. And I don't, and I don't mean the kind of thing where God's going to throw something at you that you can't handle. That's not what I mean. I mean that God won't expect more out of you than you are able to do. God won't expect more hope out of you than you have the capacity to hope. You see what I'm saying? God won't expect you. If you're, if you're an introverted person, there will be no expectation on you to be like an extroverted person. From God anyway. There's a lot from society, so I feel you there depending on their ability. So here's what I want to look at. I want to focus on, uh, I think, verses 24 through 30. The servant given the 1,000. Master, I know you have high standards and careless ways that you demand the best and make no allowances for error. I was afraid I might disappoint you, so I found a good hiding spot, and I secured your money. Here it is, safe and sound. And the master was furious. Why, Why would the master be furious if what he gave this servant came back to him? The master lost nothing. There was no loss of investment. There was something. He said, that's a terrible way to live. It's criminal to live cautiously like that. Who's this story speaking to right now? Is it speaking to you? Are you living too cautiously in your life? Master says, if you knew that I was after the, the best, why did you do less than the least? You could have at least gave it to the bankers. Could have had some interest. You could have invested it with bankers, and I could have gotten a little bit of interest. Why was he so angry? I wonder for you in your life, where has God given you something? Where has God given you a gift, and you are afraid to use it because you're afraid to lose something? You're afraid to mess up. You're afraid to make a mistake. I wonder for you how many times in your life fear has kept you from your potential. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. If you're afraid to risk what you have, you miss out on who you could be. It's such an interesting idea that in this story, the gift that was given was not to keep the gift that was given was not for them to keep. It was for them to invest. It was for them to use it. It was for them to do something with. But if you're afraid to risk what you have, now I'm not talking about money. If you're afraid to risk putting yourself out there because you're afraid of rejection, you're afraid to apply for that job because what if you don't get it? You're afraid to ask for a raise because what if people think you're greedy? You're afraid to reach out to that person because what if they're mad at you from last time? If you're afraid to risk what you have, you miss out on who you could be. You miss out on growth and the potential that you have in your life if you're afraid to risk what you have, if you're afraid to risk what God has given you. I wonder how many times in your life you've been afraid to risk what you have. Okay, if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down too. Growth in our life only comes from us exploring our potential. Let me unpack that. 
Growth in our life only comes from us exploring our potential. The way to grow is to know that you don't know everything. You see what I'm saying? I I, I like to say that doubt creates room for faith to grow. So doubt is a cool thing. I enjoy dealing with and confronting doubt. I didn't always, but now I welcome doubt because doubt means I have room to grow my faith. And so growth in our life, it comes from us exploring our potential, from trying something new, from not being afraid. You ever done something for the first time that you were afraid to do and you did it and you're like, well, that's not that bad. I remember this one time I was... My, uh, my grandparents, they used to take all of, the, all of the cousins, and there were a lot of us. I don't know where all the money came from, but my grandparents used to take all of the cousins to Disneyland, okay? And they had, it was uh, three at a time, and I had these two, this cousin PJ and this cousin Matthew, and, and uh, we went to Disneyland. This is, you know, we were about probably eight or nine, and I remember we went to uh, Knott's Berry Farm. Is that still a thing? How old is this guy? <laughs> Knott's Berry Farm, uh, basically just a little amusement park on the way there or there, whatever. Uh, and uh, I remember we were to ride this uh, roller coaster. And my cousins were like, Dominic, you need to go first. I was always, you know, I was their little brother, basically. They were just kind of pushing me around. And I was like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go in the front. I don't want to go in the front. You know, somebody else go in the front. And finally, I went in the front. And it was, it, this is like burned in my brain. It was one of the greatest times of my life. And then we were fighting to be in the front. And I was like, I don't think so. I'm the front guy around here, okay? I'll take it. I'll take it from here. I was so, I remember being so afraid to do it. And it was so exhilarating. I think because I did it anyway, I was afraid. And I had one of the best roller coaster, probably the only uh, memorable roller coaster ride of my life. Stepping in and doing it anyway. Where in your life can you grow by letting yourself explore your potential? Your potential for that new job, for that business, for that relationship. Your potential to explore your own emotions. Watch out. I've been on this like crash course of exploring my emotions and I'm already an emotional person. I'm very sensitive. I get my feelings hurt all the time. My feelings are probably hurt right now. Some of you did something, I don't know what it is, but apology accepted, so thank you for that. I got some things I'm working on. But years and years ago, I was afraid to explore. I I, I was afraid to look in the mirror emotionally because I I don't know if I like that guy. I don't know. I don't want to confront my issues. Who would want to do that? And once I started doing it, I couldn't stop because I saw that I was able to grow. And the growth comes when you're, you're willing to give yourself the chance to explore your potential. When we invest in what God has given us, that's when we can see our true potential. When we invest in what God has given us. See, it's hard, it's hard to see our potential. It's hard to see what we're good at. It's hard to see our skills. It's hard to see what other people could find valuable in us. And it doesn't make you weird. It doesn't make you, that's not false humility. It's just difficult to see because we're with us all the time. So it's hard to see ourselves. The same way it's, you know, you ever, 
You're living in your home and all of a sudden somebody wants to come over and then you realize what a mess your house is? You know what I'm talking about? Oh, we got to clean up around here. Like, why wasn't it clean earlier? Well, other people are going to see it now. Now I'm noticing the mess. Is my hair okay? Are these the right glasses? Then I start to notice. That's what I want for you today. I want you to start to notice what you have been gifted with. Last thing I want you to write down is this. When you risk what God has given you, then you can see the investment that God has made in you. See, that's what I see in this story. I see a story of a master, of God, is investing. In this story, this master is investing in his servants, trusting them with what he has given them. Because again, remember the story, at the beginning of the story, he said he gave them each these things according to their abilities. There's a trust that he has. I trust you with this. But I want you to use it. I want you to risk it. I want you to invest it. It's so interesting. I wonder, I wonder if, if, if this servant in this story would have risked it and lost it. It sounds like that would have been better than just burying it, than being afraid. In this story, that's what frustrated the master was the fear. The fear of not even trying. The fear of holding back. The desire to play it safe. Where have you been holding yourself back? Where have you been fearful to take a step? Maybe it's taken a step in your journey of faith. Maybe it's taken a step in your emotional and mental health. Maybe it's taken a step at work, applying for that promotion, talking to your boss about a raise. Maybe that business you've been thinking about starting, maybe it's time to start that. Go buy the URL, set up the Instagram. Maybe for you, it's time to stop being afraid. But how do we do it? How do we see what we have been gifted with? Because it's easy for me to stand up and tell you, you need to stop being afraid and go out and do something. Could there be any more vague advice that I could give you? No. So here's what I want you to do, and this is going to be scary. Y'all, I was writing this down this week, and I was like, I don't even know if I want to do that, but I'm going to tell you, and I am going to do it, okay? Here's what I want you to do. I want you to find one to two people, one or two people, who love you and who you trust. And I want you to ask them, what do you think I am gifted with? What do you think my value is? That's scary. Just saying that, I don't even know if I want to do that. <laughs> my, my fear, I'm going to be honest with you guys, my fear is I'll ask that and somebody will say, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, uh, this is old too, uh, Frozen, uh, with Olaf, he's like, you hesitated. You know what I mean? Like, if I ask that and there's not an immediate list of 10 things, I'm like, you know what, forget it. Cancel the friendship. Uh, we'll unfriend each other. We'll shut down the church. I'm probably going to move out. Uh, so uh, find my wife a new husband, and, you know, I'm out of here. I'm out of this town. That's what I want you to do, and I'm going to do it too. That's what I want you to do. I want you to talk to one or two people. Make it two people. And I want you to ask them, what value do I bring? 
What do you think I'm good at? What do you think I'm gifted at? Because I'm telling you, someone who loves you and someone you trust, they see what you're good at. They see the value that you bring. And if you can start, if you can let yourself hear that, if you can let yourself hear that and really trust it, that will create the room for you to grow. And then you can know where you can invest what God has invested in you. If you could uh, close your eyes and bow your heads, I want to pray for you this morning. I'm going to leave you with this challenge today, this challenge to ask someone, what am I good at? What value do I bring? And to trust what they say. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for investing in us, for showing us what it means to be loved, to be trusted. God, you took the time to invest in us. I pray that we would be bold enough and brave enough to use that investment, to invest in ourselves the way you have invested in us. I pray that we wouldn't be afraid. We love you. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Heart Podcast. At The Heart, our mission and goal is to connect people to the heart of God. If you would like to pursue a relationship with Jesus Christ, please visit us at www.theheart.church for more information. If today's message connected with you, we want to invite you to share it with someone who might benefit from it. And if you live near San Marcos, Texas, we'd like to invite you to visit us this Sunday morning. We have two experiences for you to choose from at 9.30 and 11 a.m., all happening at the Spot Cinema House and Eatery. Remember to be bold this week and connect with those around you. It's how our relationships grow and how your faith grows.